Welcome back, everybody, to uh, this next edition of the pep talk version of the Taking Care of Business podcast. Um, uh, you know, we, we've stepped up originally the Taking Care of Business podcast in its traditional form was coming out every month. Then we said, no, this is there's too much going on. Let's let's send out this every week and let's make it kind of these special edition pep talk podcasts. Well. You know, as, as I'm sure you guys are all aware, stuff is just changing so fast that now we're going to try and get you these podcasts twice a week, bringing you guys all relevant information and insights that we see going on in the industry, particularly as as the COVID-19 um, uh, pandemic is uh, still causing upheaval and challenges for everyone. Um a couple of guests we have on today will hopefully kind of shed some light on on what's happening out in the industry. We, we greatly appreciate uh, their time. I, everybody's busy and taking time out to make sure we can get the information to you is really important. Um, first off, uh, we wanted to definitely thank and tell you that we have a, a, a return uh, visit from John Hartman today, the president and, true, uh, uh, and CEO of True Value. And John's going to tell us not only kind of what True Value is doing to help make sure that retailers are up and running and, and getting the products they need to, to meet the needs of their communities, but he's also going to tell us about some very special things that True Value has done with its manufacturing facility to really kind of help out in the fight against COVID and how they were quickly able to kind of transition some of what they do with their manufacturing to, to meet very COVID-specific needs. So, so you'll make sure you want to hear that. And our second guest today is Grant Farnsworth from the Farnsworth Group. Now, you guys have probably heard me uh, talk to Jim Robish from the Farnsworth Group, but um, Grant's a, 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 a different player from the Farnsworth Group, and he's here to tell us about a, a really cool new thing that, that the Farnsworth Group is doing together with the Home Improvement Research Institute, um, and they've started something called the COVID-19 Impact Tracker. And this is a research study and a research uh, a tool that is going to take the weekly pulse of consumers and DIY customers um, to, to figure out how they're reacting to the COVID-19 outbreak. And they're making this information free to the industry. So you'll wanna make sure to, to stick around to hear what Grant has to say. Um, and because we've got so much information packed in this week's podcast, I just wanna go ahead and get right to the action. So sit back and, and, and uh, we hope you enjoy our talks with John Hartman and Grant Farnsworth. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to uh, this edition of the Pep Talk special version of our Taking Care of Business podcast. And today, um, we're, we're really happy that we have a, a return guest. But John Hartman, uh, president and CEO of True Value, has agreed to take a little time to sit down with us and talk about uh, how True Value is, is reacting and helping uh, retailers throughout uh, and beyond just retailers. Uh, helping out in general throughout uh, this uh, COVID crisis. Uh, so, John, thank you so much. I know you're a busy man, so I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and, and talk to us. Uh, I hope you're staying safe and well during the lockdowns. Dan, great to be back with you, and I'm happy to say that uh, True Value is doing a, doing great and look forward to sharing with you a little bit about uh, the focus the company's had with our our employees, our customers and retailers, and, of course, our vendor partners. 
Yeah, thank, thanks so much, John. And I know the, the first thing I want to want to ask you a little bit about, and 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 I know it might not seem necessarily germane to, to retailers, but I think it is particularly just hearing how is True Value reacted to the lockdown from a corporate side. It, how are you guys kind of doing business differently, and and what are you guys doing to kind of make sure that, that the trucks keep running? Dan, look, I think um, our mission as uh, as an independent wholesaler in this channel has always been to serve independent hardware retailers. And I've been kind of beating the drum on, on independent retailers for the last five or seven years. And so crisis comes along, whether it's a hurricane or whether it's uh, some other massive issue, whether it's localized or regional or national, um, you know, we are using the same values and, and disciplines that we use every day. To support our to support our members and our customers, so our focus has been largely unchanged. Of course, the world around us continues to change, but we are, you know, for all intents and purposes, we are business as usual, although it's business as unusual. How did you guys respond, like at corporate? Are you guys in a work from home protocol, or or, or how are you guys dealing with that? Yeah, Dan. Essentially, we have just been very carefully and very closely following all of the recommendations of the CDC. So in the early days, um, you know, we, we moved in, in really measured steps with the CDC around their recommendations around the workplace. We have 2,500 employees that support, support thousands of local true value stores in the US and around the world who employ thousands of their own employees. For us corporately, it's, you know, our focus is on our 12 distribution centers, our manufacturing facility, um, our field team that's supporting stores out locally, and then of course um, our, our our retail support center, which is what we call our our corporate headquarters in Chicago. And so we have just very cautiously minded the CDC guidelines. And at this point, um, for those employees that are able to work at home, uh, we've encouraged them to work at home. And for those employees who don't have the privilege of of that option, we've done everything to make their jobs as safe as possible. Great, great. And, and you know, you, you hear from everybody that obviously, whether it's at retail or, or in the distribution, safety and health of our employees and, and our friends and, and families, obviously, is, is kind of paramount. And, and, and I want to pivot from that to a, a pretty unique way that True Value made a decision to, to, to help out beyond just uh, beyond just getting products to these essential stores. But tell us a little bit about what you guys did with your manufacturing facility and, 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 and what kind of spurred that decision. Well, we are really grateful for this wonderful asset that we've had. And, and I, know other, I know other wholesalers over the years have, have, have dispensed with having the capability of, of their own manufacturing um, resources within the company. Um, we've we've chosen. We looked at it over the years a couple of times. Even in my tenure at True Value, looked at the the uh, the fact that we maintain and operate a, a paint manufacturing facility very closely and very carefully. Um, particularly with the changes that we've been through over the last couple of years, you can imagine that people wanted to understand that resource within the company. We're really grateful and 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 thankful, actually, now more than ever that we have this wonderful manufacturing facility, and and it it not only pumps out millions of gallons of some of the finest paint in the United States uh, under the Easy Care brand, which we uh, distribute here domestically and internationally. But we've also been for a number of years, we've been manufacturing really important cleaning supplies and cleaning chemicals. And 
Um, the first step we, we took um, in that area of cleaning supplies and cleaning chemicals was we just really ramped up our production of those because the demand just skyrocketed. So these are things from um, uh, hand cleaner to uh, professional cleaner. And then we added a new product in that, um, in that uh, category, which includes also bleach. So we took a really well-established uh, formulation and we added bleach to it, which is very effective, of course, with the COVID-19 virus. So our first step was to um, get better and produce more of the things that we are seeing massive demand for in the marketplace. And I mean, now we're producing where we, you know, where we produce modest quantities of these cleansers and cleaners um, for primarily for larger and for, for professional uses. We're now pumping tractor trailer loads out of the manufacturing plant on a weekly basis. And then the, the second thing we did is probably the one that got a little bit more press um, we're just really thrilled to be able to help in a really meaningful way. And that's in the area of hand sanitizer. We have this wonderful manufacturing capability. We have in-house R&D professionals who are, you know, run a, a, a cutting edge laboratory. And we're able to dust off some old formulations and quickly work through the FDA approval process, something that typically takes months and years Right. And, and, and obtain a really quick turnaround on uh, a, a proven and, and now authorized FDA uh, uh, formulation for hand sanitizer. Well, that's great. How long did it, I, I mean, it, everything, you, you know, it's just one of the things that surprised me and continues to surprise me during this whole crisis is how quickly everything shifts. And it seems like you guys made that shift from, you know, business as usual to, to doing these kind of things in, in, in a, in a time frame that, that if you would have asked anybody, you know, for an estimate, I can't imagine they would have said, Oh, we'll be able to do it in this amount of time. Was that surprising to even you? Look, I, th I think that one of the interesting things about the leadership team at true value is that um, while we are all um, optimistic people, while we all are very prideful in the work that we do. And I mean that in terms of, we take pride in supporting these independent retailers around the world. Um, it's not about our personal pride. So what we what we've been focused on is because we are in such an an unprecedented. I mean, unprecedented is an understatement. This is, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, you know, this is not only the worst thing that we will as a as a civilization encounter in our lifetimes. I hope it's the worst thing in our lifetimes to encounter. Um, I think we, we're using this as an opportunity to think beyond what we do today and think beyond the typical constraints. Because normally the human reality is that, hey, what's the process? How long does it take? What's the expectation? And now we've just really tried to dispense with any prior you know, mental or process or business related um, restrictions. And we're going as fast as we can. So look, the expectation was, hey, can we do this? And the answer was, I think so. And so the smart people went to work. They they dug out an old a couple of old formulations. They quickly made contact with the folks at the FDA. We used a, a a consultant to quickly work us through that process. Obviously, our government and the, and this is no time for politics. But thankfully, our government is um, and I don't mean necessarily just the federal, but the federal, state, and local governments are trying to dispense with much, as much bureaucracy as they can. And within. Uh, basically, within four or five days, we got FDA approval 
to manufacture the hand sanitizer. And the, in parallel with that, the team was out sourcing raw materials, and they have sourced a ton of raw materials. It's going to take some time to get it all to us, but we expect within the next couple of weeks to be pumping you know, tens of thousands of gallons of hand sanitizer um, out, of our, out of our manufacturing facility in Illinois. Man, that's fantastic, and what a and, and what a what 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 a great exercise in learning how how working together and cutting through. You know, normally I, I just I'd imagine if you made a change like that, there would be there would be work groups brought together and discussions and some research done and and all of those things. But but by cutting through all that, just getting straight to action, I, I think that you know these kind of moments, while they can be the most challenging, I think, are also the moments, as you put it, that we're going to all be able to step back and, and take a lot of pride in once we're all through this, how we as a channel, we as a nation, and, and as, as a continent, and, and as a planet really came through and worked together to, to, to truly defeat this and overcome it. I couldn't agree more. I just, I couldn't agree more. I'm very, I'm very positive and, and, and very, uh, very, uh, I just can't say enough about how proud I am of not just True Value Associates. Of course, I have a special place in my heart for them and, and for True Value members and customers, but the whole independent channel and how they are rising to the challenge of serving their communities across the country, across the globe. Um, many, of course, here in the U.S., almost exclusively being deemed essential and the ability not just to operate, but the recognition that they are such a key, important part of their communities in turn, serving tens of thousands of people locally with necessary cleaning supplies to keep their home environment healthy, necessary repair products. I mean, people by the millions, by the tens of millions in 40 plus states around the country are in shelter in place orders under, under orders of, of such magnitude that people are spending a ton of time in their home. They need to be safe there. They need to be clean there. They need to be able to repair things that break. And they need to be able to do things that bring them some joy in a time that they typically aren't having much, whether it's, you know, throwing a steak on the grill or, um, you know, painting a room. These are all important things. That, and I couldn't be prouder of, of, of the True Value family to, for rising to this to meet these needs. You know, it's interesting, John, that, that there's, when you go through these challenges, there are certain moments that kind of define them for you. And for me, and I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast and, and plenty of times talking to other people, one of the things that really defined, I think, what's going to what's gonna stick with me for the longest is early on, I was on a conference call with a group of retailers. And one retailer, when we were talking about this concept of being essential, used the term privileged and said, we are so privileged that we are being considered essential so we could go out there and help our communities. And we need to, we need to remember that, that we are privileged to be able to do this. And again, that just stuck with me about how privileged guys like you and me are to be serving these people <laughs> who are going out and feel privileged to be there to help their communities. That's definitely something that sticks with me throughout this as kind of a, to, to, to just echo what you're saying about, uh, I'm very proud of our channel right now. I'm with you. I'm, I'm absolutely with you. We have a, we have a little, a, a pretty, actually a pretty well-known little quiet statement around true, true value. Um, from time to time, we say humble and hungry. And we are just humbled by the, the privilege we do have to 
serve independent retailers around the country, around the world. And we're hungry to help them. We're hungry to help them, you know, achieve what they need to do locally in their communities. And, you know, that's, uh, we, we will look back on this. I believe we will look back on this. Much more to come, much more water to flow under the bridge. But we'll look back on this and say, uh, in many cases, we did our absolute best um, in the delicate balance between um, taking care of our associates and, and, and providing this really essential service to our stores so they can be in turn be continue to be fulfilling the needs of their communities you, you know and another point that i want to bring up and i'm jumping ahead a little bit in our in, in kind of what we wanted to talk about but another thing that's honestly going to stick with me john is something that happened very early on in this and at, at nrha we're very used to kind of having our feet firmly planted on neutral ground and and watching you know um the different distribution companies and different banners in the industry kind of stake their claims and so on. And very early on in the process, you started kind of the ball rolling by contacting NRHA's president and CEO and saying, man, we got to do something now to make sure that that hardware stores, home centers, and lumber yards are considered essential businesses. And, and when Bob Cutter, our president and CEO, talked to me and said, Dan, what do we need to do to kind of to, to make this happen, because I think John's right. I, I, you know, my, my first reaction was, man, there's no way that we're going to be able to get the heads of all the major distribution companies and buying groups in this industry together this quickly. And I said, I, I was kind of like, I appreciate where John's coming from, but man, I don't know that this is going to happen. But But what was a happy surprise to me was that within literally hours Every major head of every distributor and every buying group in this industry in North America said, what do you need from me? This is, we need to do this. How can we support you? What, what, how can we get this message out? And it, it was so encouraging. And another moment for me of just pride in the industry of saying, man, we were all able to come together and everybody offered whatever help they could do, made themselves available. All I had to do was send a text or shoot an email. And and all these all these people who are real busy running their own companies said, I'm gonna drop everything and get back because what you guys are doing is so important. And we were able to get that joint letter out that that asking governments to make sure they considered hardware stores and home centers essential parts of their communities. And first off, I wanna thank you for starting that. And secondly, maybe just get your reaction is, did you really, I mean, did you think that this was going to come together? Because because I was surprised and, and like I said, pleasantly surprised. Well, Dan, I want to thank you and the NRHA for your leadership at this really important time. Um, when I reached out to you and Bob, I think my hope was that, that we could get something pulled together really quickly. I knew that I was going to not I was going to do my best to not take no for an answer and 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 just really send a letter to every governor, you know, on true value letterhead, basically stating the case. But it's so much more powerful uh, the way you led us through kind of pulling it together, pulling the draft together. And look, I have I have some really substantial relationships in this industry. I've known sure. I've known John and Dan for many years and I, and I have a hearty respect for those guys. And, and I, and I know Boyden less so, but, and I know a couple of the other, a couple of the other leaders in the industry as well. But what, what really matters at a time like this is not what flag you fly. It, it, what matters is the mission. And to us, the mission is supporting independent hardware retailers. And I was, you know, I shot, I shot you guys a note. I shot John and Dan a note. Yeah. Um, 
and 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 you got us all on the same sheet of music. You got you know we we circulated the draft quickly over I think a day or two, and then and then we got it off to all the governors. And so thank you for the leadership that NRHA showed in in terms of helping us communicate that message. I think we'll look back and say. It was an inflection point for us as industry leaders. We, you know, we we took our we 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 kind of lowered our individual flags. We we raised our collective flag, and together we accomplished something great. I mean, I think it's not just a privilege. We are we are you know it's 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 some some would say it's it's better to be lucky than good. And I'm not a big believer in luck, but sometimes you have to make your own. And we made some luck that day. We sent those letters off. Pennsylvania was on the cusp of being the first state to say hardware was not essential. And and within the matter of 24 hours, um, that all worked out great. And then the first four or five states laid their orders down. We were all deemed essential and it just took off from there. So thank you for everything that you did. It's really less important about what any one of us did individually. It's really, really super important what we did together. Well, you, you said it very well, John, and I, and, I, and I do hope, you know, we've talked with a lot of people who are talking about we're going to have a pre-COVID and a post-COVID environment, and I hope that this working together becomes part of what we emerge in the post-COVID environment of, of really understanding how powerful we could be as an industry and, and, and that it's a great um, example of when we work together, you know, I, I, it doesn't matter if it's if it's this kind of thing, which we've none of us have ever seen before, or working to defeat common, uh, you know, retail uh, competitive challenges, there's a lot we can do when we all get together and do it. And, and again, it was, uh, as you said, I think it was, it was not about any one company or one, any one organization, but what, what we all did together. And, and, and we're happy we could be any part of that. So thank you again. Yeah, Dan. I think on the other side of this, it'll be it'll be great for for us to put our heads together. I, I recall um, you um, graciously inviting me on your podcast. I believe at the National Hardware Show. Yeah, yeah. And and one of the questions you asked me was about kind of the, the future of the channel. And I think that this is a perfect example. I you know when, when I reflect on um, when I reflect on our mission across the channel, if if we all really truly believe that our job, our mission is to support independent retailers, then there's a lot of things that we can do better together. There's a lot of duplication and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of waste across the channel that I think that um, putting our heads together collectively um, kind of under this, um, you know, un under this notion that we're, you know, better together uh, than apart would be a real exciting thing to look forward to. And I think, you know, I think there's a time in, in the not too distant future where uh, companies like True Value and others can think about that. Yeah, and, and and it's certainly good to be hopeful right now, and we're all hopeful that we can emerge from this stronger and 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 more in tune with how we can be stronger when we do those kind of things. Let, let, let me ask you, John, what are you hearing from your retail customers right now? What are you hearing from the field? How how's everyone doing? How how are they holding up? And and uh, what do they need right now from the rest of the channel? Yeah, I've, uh, obviously we're in very close communication with our customers and our, our in our stores, and and also, um, and I'm sure we'll get a chance to at least highlight the great work that our distribution centers are doing to support those stores around the country. But you know, I've I've very safely visited a few stores um, at the end of last week, and uh, the week before I visited our Harvard distribution center and our Cary manufacturing facility just to thank our associates there for what they're doing day in and day out. The message from our stores is largely very positive. 
um, um, not the entire country, but much of the country suffered under a really poor winter season. And, 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 and the immediate fear for a lot of our stores was if, if COVID-19 shuts them down, um, it'll be a really significant financial blow to their family businesses. The good news is the vast, vast majority of our stores are either operating at full capacity or some limited version of, of full capacity, which is allowing them to, to, um, to enjoy some very substantially increased sales. I talked to, I talked to one, of our, uh, one of our members in Wisconsin on Saturday, and he told me that um, after just an absolute dismal January, February, and start to March, he made up all of the, all the ground since the beginning of the year in, in just the last four weeks. So um, really strong sales. Our retailers are, our retailers are very creative people. They've, they are practicing social distancing in their stores. They are, in some cases, limiting the number of, of uh, customers in their stores. They are taking advantage of True Value's buy online, pick up in store, True Value ship to store, True Value e-commerce. Um, they are they are making local deliveries. They are really just being as creative as they ever have been while they delicately balance their own safety and the safety of their employees with the need to continue to to, to meet the fundamental um, needs of their community. So it's the message has been very positive. Good, good. And, and and, you know, I think that echoes what we're hearing kind of from across the industry is that sales are pretty brisk right now and they're and and the chief thing is trying to figure out how to make sure everybody's safe how to manage your staff safety and your customer safety with the needs of customers who 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 need the essential supplies that are stocked in the stores and how how to balance all that let, let me ask you john take that back cuz you did address your distribution centers and and how are you guys addressing kind of what's going on in your distribution centers to your truck drivers and how they're interacting with stores and, and to your sales force that has obviously got to kind of keep those lines of communication open with retailers. How, how are they all working to make sure everything flows through well and balance that with, with also making sure everybody stays safe? Absolutely. So um, let me take the most difficult challenge first, and that is the actual functioning and operation of our distribution centers. So supply chain is critical. There's been a, 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 a you know, completely uh, to this point in history, uh, just an unprecedented demand for virus-related cleaning supplies and the sure. supplies that would be used to protect human beings from, from the virus. So our, our supply chain teams are working feverishly, and we are experiencing very similar um, you know, issues with supply of those critical items as everyone else is. I'll come back to that in a minute. But really, the, you know, kind of our frontline heroes supporting the stores who are their frontline heroes are our distribution center employees who are pick, pack, and shipping um, you know, just thousands of orders. Um, so we've got, it's like a, it's like a really, it's a, it's a perfect storm of massively increased e-commerce, which comes out of our distribution centers, whether it's shipped to home or shipped to store. It is, you know, supporting this increased, um, these increased orders around cleaning supplies and, and, and personal protection type of um, equipment and, and products. It is um, our spring, you know, spring is sprung early around 
parts of the country and massive orders around spring products are flowing out. And then the increased demand in, in really unique areas like paint, um, which we're seeing massive demand in. Um, so our distribution center's safety is, while they, while they perform these critical tasks, is, is at the forefront of everything we think about. So we've been very proactive. We started really early with um, every time a, a, a piece of material handling equipment, what, what, when there's a shift change, when that equipment is assigned to an individual, they, it, that is sanitized. And then um, we, are, we, we started two weeks ago proactively sanitizing and doing deep cleans on all the public spaces in our distribution centers every week. So we're not waiting for, and we've been very fortunate that to this point today, we've not had a, uh, a true value employee um, or someone supporting directly supporting the company, one of our drivers, for example, we've not had any that have tested positive. So we've, but we're not waiting for that to happen, Dan. We're proactively cleaning, sure, and and doing it in a way that not only makes sense, but it gives our associates the the honest reassurance that we actually care. We care about their safety. So the DC employees are the ones that I think about most frequently. Our our sales team out in the field supporting our. Uh, our stores can practice social distancing. They call the store first. They see if they want them to visit. Many still do. They do that in a very safe way. They're not, um, you know, we're, we're following all the guidelines. Our drivers are, you know, are, are, are bringing the products to the stores and dropping them without any personal contact with any of the employees at the store. So we're doing everything possible to um, to minimize any risk, any safety risk to our associates or to our, our partners, and certainly to our customers, um, on balance with actually getting them the product. Great. That's fantastic. And, and you know, I, I think everybody's talked about this, this concept of, of um, taking whatever precautions they can. And now what we're seeing more kind of in the field, and you had touched on it earlier, is retailers having to, I know here we're in Indiana, out of Indianapolis, and, and, and we just, uh, our, our governor just spoke of, of now limiting the number of people that are allowed in essential stores. So, so we're not sure what kind of the next steps are, because it seems to change week by week. But, but like I said, whether it's at the distribution centers or with your field team or, or what advice you're giving to people in the stores, everybody just seems to be saying, Tell us what to do and we'll make it happen. And that's impressive that everybody's taking those steps. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one of the things that's really been supportive for our, for our stores is the, the way we've been communicating. So we've spent just a ton of time. Um, our, our, um, our head of communications has just done a, an amazing job. You know Jean personally, Dan. I know Absolutely, that yeah. um, she, she's just done an amazing job of, of leading us through just a a wide range, a wide range of of focused communication, particularly for our stores. Um, she set up, she and her team set up a COVID nineteen hub on our intranet site, which we call Members Online. They've been providing weekly updates. They've been, you know, typically updates go weekly. That's shifted to every day or every other day. They're yeah, getting, yeah. Reg, you know, they're getting regular leadership videos from from me and from other members of my team. We've, you know, developed a really very um, good cadence around updating any shelter in place type data. So each state's, each sto- stores in each state know exactly what to do. Um, just on and on. I think most recently the biggest impacting one was um, the team put together some very solid information on the Stimulus Act and the CARES Act 
and our chief legal officer did a webinar uh, for our um, for our members, um, a live webinar last Friday, and then we recorded it and and posted the recording with the corresponding a corresponding uh, PowerPoint slide presentation. So great, the stores great. that weren't able to see it live could go back and. And, and, and watch it and then you know go through the materials in a very succinct way we've gotten just fantastic feedback from our retailers around the country on the best practices we've been sharing what kind of aside from from staying in communication and taking and following CDC guidance what what kind of advice do you guys kind of just have overall for, for, for your, your retailer customers but also just the independent retailers in general well, look, I think um, our, our advice, our first and foremost is individual safety. I mean, I think that you can't, every conversation that I have starts with, are you doing the right things? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you, you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint. It feels like we're sprinting day in and day out, but it's, we have to be prepared to manage the business and manage locally and nationally and internationally through uh, however long this, you know, this current state lasts. Um, we are optimistic that it won't be for forever, but we're also realistic that we don't know, we don't have a crystal ball on when things kind of wind up and go back to whatever the new normal is. So our guidance is around common sense. Our guidance is around um, what the CDC recommends. Our guidance is around best practices from stores on how to do curbside pickup, on how to use local marketing tools from, you know, that, that, fo that focus on locally strong digital advertising. Our you know, our, our guidance and, and advice is, is focused on, in many cases, just the best practice sharing across the organization uh, so that stores can learn from one another, see what's working, hear what's not, and, and keep them up to speed on really important changes like the financial support they can get uh, through some of the government stimulus packages. Yeah, and... and and uh, as as that continues to unwind and change, all, all those things are, are are so important. Are there are are there anything that you're hearing from from retailers out there that um, uh, you know kind of stories of 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 uh, of what they're doing in their communities or anything like that that you'd want to share that you kind of find particularly uplifting, or is it just the the combination of what everyone's doing? Well, we actually had a few. Um... We had a, a, a number of our stores actually hang hang Christmas, hang holiday lights outside, and um, just as a as a as a sign of cheer, as a sign of kind of um, an opportunity to uh, just bring some levity to you know a difficult situation. And I think that you know, that was a um, you know that's just one example of I think some really creative things i know our i saw um i saw some communications earlier today on store owners bringing meals in for their staff on uh, on focusing on you know supporting their um their staff so that they can continue to come to work and just it's a it's a wide variety dan of all kinds of big and small things um keeping the business ticking yeah and I think it's also real important, and you, you 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 had mentioned this earlier, but to just reiterate that the that the vendors are a huge part of of you know they're dealing with everything everyone else is dealing and making sure that the products roll into your DCs so they can roll out. And 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 we've really heard a lot from vendors who are 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 doing everything they can to keep 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 those lines rolling and keep products coming. And they are doing an amazing job. I mean, I think that you know. It, we, we here and, and there's and they're not without having their difficulties as well. I, I we we uh, 
end of last week, we we corresponded, uh, our merchandising team and I corresponded with one of our very, very important um, springtime, uh, annual, but certainly coming up on one of the most important times of the year for this vendor partner. I, I, I don't think they know I'm talking about them, so I won't say their name, but you'll, you'll figure it out. Um, and suddenly their, their manufacturing and distribution facility was hit locally with a, a big question mark that said, we don't think you're necessarily essential. Wow. So um, our merchant team and I quickly got together. We, um, we, we crafted a message from True Value, very similar to the one you helped us craft on a national basis. And we sent it, we sent it very quickly. I mean, within a number of hours, we sent it very quickly to the state authorities and Thankfully, they were they were they were understanding and, and 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 realized that they were supporting not just True Value but other independent hardware businesses with their products. And coming up on a crucial time of of, of the year um, to have those products in our stores, and, and thankfully the state, um, you know, kind of backed off and allowed them to continue to manufacture and distribute these critical products to us. So I think it's you know we got to help each other out. It's it's yeah. it's all this is all new for all of us, and of course the role our vendor partners play. Is, is an absolutely critical one. John, I, I know there's no such thing as a crystal ball, but are, are there anything else that you kind of see, you know, as next steps or anything that True Value is looking at, you, you know, kind of changing or rolling out in the near future that uh, as it applies to kind of helping through these challenging uh, times? Well, one, one of the things that, um, you know, one of, the, one of the things that is on everybody's mind, of course, is our, our masks the protection of masks and so we're you know we are we've been working feverishly as have others in the industry to uh, to to get a large quantity of masks to be able to supply um to our to our store uh, to our members and our customers around in the stores around the country and we are we are close to um having access to a very substantially large number of masks uh we you know we've been in close contact with the 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 U.S. government task force for, you know, particularly around the supply chain industry um, and spoken, I've spoken uh, personally with that task force um, and they, they are focused on getting the N95 masks to first responders and to all the champion and hero medical folks on the front lines. Um, and they are really, um, they are very, uh, very pleased with us focusing on getting, um, getting masks to our stores. Uh, so they can distribute them or sell them locally for uh, as they as our store no, members know best on who in their communities need these right. masks. And so we're we're probably about ten days away from um, from our first very substantial uh, distribution of masks into our supply chain. and we 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 now think we're we're on top of a, a really great continuing supply of those. and uh, so more to come there. we're 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 just trying to stay one step ahead, Dan. it's it's a it's a constant. Um, you know, it's a constant set of changing circumstances and we're going to just do our best to stay one step ahead. Yeah. It's it certainly every morning that you, you sit down in front of your computer, it's, it's a different kind of different challenge, but, but it seems like, you know, knock on wood, but it seems like everybody has risen to that challenge to this point. And, and hopefully the situation we're in is much shorter than any of us anticipate. But if it's not, it just seems like everybody's well positioned to, to, to keep doing whatever it takes to, to, to help out the businesses that are helping their communities. John, is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? Well, Dan, thanks for having me. I guess the, the last thing I'd add is um, I had a chance earlier today to 
a, do a do a WebEx with about 700 of our True Value associates around the country. Um, we've not only kicked up our communications uh, level in, in intensity to our members and customers, but we were also doing the same thing with our with our colleagues around the country. And it was just a it was an opportunity for me to thank them. It was an opportunity for me to tell them how proud not just I am of them, but how proud they should be of themselves and what they are doing individually and collectively to support our stores. When I when I was in those stores last week, and I see. I can see um, the, 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 the numbers of local customers that are getting served. It's a, you know, I try to convey to our associates how important the role is that they play, no matter what they do, and no matter what little part of the business they support. It's, we all come together to support our independence, and, um, and, and I'm super proud of them. So thanks for the chance to talk a little bit about what's going on at True Value. Okay. Thanks for the leadership that the NRHA has shown um, recently, I mean, for years, but most recently with this, with this crisis. And thanks for a chance to catch up with you again, Dan. John, it's always great to talk to you. And I always appreciate uh, you're one of those guys that says, if you ever need anything, pick up a phone. And I, and I truly appreciate you being that way. Um, if there's anything NRHA can do, make sure you, you <laughs> as you have done, don't, don't be shy about reaching out, but I appreciate you taking your time. I know you got a lot of things going on, but I'm, I'm sure your messages will, uh, what we talked about today will, will certainly resonate through the industry. So, so thank you again for taking the time, John and, and stay safe and, and keep doing what you guys are doing. Cause it's certainly helping out. Dan, thanks again. You, you, you guys all be safe too. And, um, I look forward to talking to you soon. All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Take care. Hey there, everybody. Uh, we have another special guest today. We're uh, talking to Grant Farnsworth from the Farnsworth Group, uh, which is a market research company that uh, really focuses on the home improvement industry. And they're based right here in Indianapolis, just like NRHA. And and, and Grant, you guys also manage the Home Improvement Research Institute. So um, you guys are doing something interesting that uh, uh, hopefully uh, will attract a lot of attention in the industry. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, well, first start off by just telling us a little bit about Farnsworth Group and HERI, and then tell us what you're doing with this new COVID-19 impact tracker. Sure. Yeah, Dan, thanks. Uh, thanks for having us. Um, so the Farnsworth Group, as you mentioned, is a, a custom research firm um, that serves exclusively the building products, home improvement, lawn and garden industry. We've been doing it for 30 years, right? So what that means is we design research um, around specific needs of our clients, both manufacturers as well as uh, retail and suppliers. Uh, we, we do deeper dives into their customer, their brand, their product, um, oftentimes help out with some market sizing as well. So I um, certainly know this industry in this space. Um, you mentioned that we manage uh, a nonprofit called the Home Improvement Research Institute. Many people might know it as HERI. Um, so HERI is, honestly, Dan, what I would consider to be the best source for secondary home improvement information. Um, I know that sounds biased because uh, we work uh, together with them a lot, but we've always been big supporters of HERI. Um, and encourage anybody that isn't a member to look at joining. It is basically a million bucks worth of research that they conduct exclusively for their, their membership every two years. As a member, um, it functions like a co-op. So you're paying a fraction of those research dollars, but getting access to all their research. So if you've got on board with uh, here, you've got a great foundation, foundation for uh, the home improvement industry. 
Um, and then you can utilize the Farnsworth Group to help fill in the gaps and do some deep dives for your brand and your, and your product. Um, certainly right now <laughs> in this time of need, right? Yeah, and, and, and just as a, as a testament, uh, NRHA, we've been hearing members for a while and also, I mean, it's well documented our relationship with the Farnsworth Group and and we've had Jim on the program a couple of times now and, uh, and so we figured, hell, let's get someone else from the Farnsworth Group <laughs> on the program. But uh, why don't you tell us real quick what you guys are doing, uh, kind of you, you and Harry working together on this COVID-19 impact tracker. Yeah, well, so... Um as I think we all know, getting information right now as quick as we can to understand not only market conditions, but the more we can understand about how behaviors are changing with our customer is so critical. Um, it's critical and important in a good, healthy market, but my gosh, is it just, is it just hyper-focused right now? Um, because we've seen behaviors change almost overnight when we think about the DIY as well as contractor customer. Um, so we're, we're excited to have partnered with the Home Improvement Research Institute on conducting a weekly survey. We started this two weeks ago, uh, but it's a weekly survey to track the impacts of COVID on DIY and contractor project behaviors. Um, so these are research uh, and results that we're going to be producing once a week. Um, the first one is coming out tomorrow, and then you can expect to see it every Wednesday thereafter for about two months. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly reassess, Dan, at the end of the two months if sure. we need to continue the tracker. Uh, ho hopefully we don't, and we see some uh, leveling off as far as behaviors and activities. Um, but for the next two months, um, the industry, our colleagues, our friends can expect to get this information for free um, on a weekly basis. So we, we hope it's a help to our clients and colleagues. Yeah, and that's huge. Being able to have access to this kind of information at no cost is 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 pretty uh Pretty incredible. What can, can you give us any insight into kind of like what are some of the specific data points you guys will be looking at? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know, we, it's it's not going to get into everyone's specific product or SKUs, uh, brand names, but we have to tell us how. Tell us how pink uh, handled four inch screwdrivers. Are. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we're certainly going to be tracking a lot of. Um, you know, common kind of behavioral activities, both with DIY and contractors. So for example, um, on the DIY side, we're going to be tracking, you know, things if they've started or stopped any DIY projects uh, due to COVID, um, why and how COVID impacted the starting or stopping of those projects. Um, are they buying more online because of COVID? And then uh, we'll be looking at, at, at things such as, are, you know, are they starting new projects or planning new projects and, and what types of projects are they planning? So certainly a lot of DIY uh, activity tracking um, on the contractor side, you know, similar things. So have they started or stopped any projects because of COVID? And then how did COVID ultimately um, influence those delays or stoppages? Um, we'll be talking about uh, project requests revenue expectations, close rates, are they higher, lower? Um, you know, their overall concern and the timeline they feel this is going to impact their business. So a number of things on both the DIY and contractor front uh, that we're gonna be capturing week after week after week. That's fantastic. Again, really valuable information. So, so let our listeners know, how do they sign up to get uh, this information? Yep. Um, a couple of ways. Um, first and foremost, they can go to uh, our website, uh, and that's thefarnsworthgroup.com. 
slash COVID. So the farmswithgroup.com slash COVID, you'll be able to um, you know, see the information there. If you're not already registered, you'll be able to register. Um, and then you'll get updates uh, once a week, once the new data comes out. Um, you can also go to the Home Improvement Research Institute's website, which is hiri.org. Um, they'll have an area on there where, again, you can sign up for the updates. Um, if you are a HERI member, you will have uh, access to more tabulations of the data. Um, so again, I encourage your, your, your listeners and, and our colleagues to become HERI members, but farmswithgroup.com as well as uh, HERI.org, and we'll keep you up to date as quick as we can, as often as we can. And um, we're, we're also here, Dan, as you know, to, to be partners in crime with anyone out there, right? So always happy to have conversations, chat about what we're seeing, what the data means, um, and how it's impacting both manufacturers and suppliers in the home improvement space. Yeah, fantastic, Grant. And, and I also want to thank you. You've agreed to come back on, on, on the podcast periodically to kind of update us on, on what you guys are seeing in the tracker. So we appreciate that. And, and what a great service to the industry. I'd encourage everybody. There's no reason why you shouldn't go out there and, and, and head to the farnsworthgroup.com backslash COVID or hiri.org to sign up for this impact tracker. I mean, it's free information. And, and as you started, man, information right now is probably more important than ever. We, we, we all need it, right? We, we've got to make some decisions in our businesses really, really quick to adjust to these current behaviors that I can tell you aren't going to be going away anytime soon. We've all been hit with a massive injection of technology in our personal and professional lives to think that that's going to go away even when we can leave our homes. Um, just isn't going to be the case. So the more information we have, the more we can help our clients in the industry um, understand how those behaviors are changing, whether it's at the, the channel level, the product level, the project level, we're all going to be better off for it. So we're, we're happy to help um, Dan and, and we're happy to contribute some some insights as the weeks go on with, with how things are progressing with DIYers and pros. Important information. Grant, thanks so much for uh, coming on the program. Uh, again, I encourage everybody to go out there and sign up for the tracker. And hopefully we'll see you back in the near future with some updates on what you're learning from the tracker. I appreciate your time, Grant. Thanks, Dan.